Hello and welcome to Lettercast. It's Friday, September 2nd, and I am here with Josh Olswich. Josh, how's it going? Good. I have the chains like going on in my head. Like, oh, the chain. I'm a terrible. I'm not going to try to sing it. <laughs> you don't You don't normally hear it, do you? It's normally on the no, stream's I ears. I do hear it. I hear it. That's how, oh. like, that, that preps me mentally for diving into the conversation. So I'm like, it's a slow start for me right now, mentally. Good. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're here to start it off. So, and that we're able to to chat and be together again today. Um, I don't always do this, but I'm going to do it today. I want to show my bags. Go to flip.xyz. That's my business. Today's lettercast is brought to you by Flip. It's a smart way to <laughs> NFT multi marketplace. Navigate. Go find NFTs. You can discover curate stuff you want to follow you can buy on flip we gave away two pudgy penguins this week two shout out to them it's a really awesome way to check out the nft market and i'm really proud of it we've been working really hard on it so i hope that you'll check it out you can even go and add a bunch of different start stuff to your cart and do like one single checkout with a bulk transaction process and then if you find your favorite NFT in the world. I mean, just look at this. You get rarity radar, trait analysis, historical activity, all kinds of cool stuff. Follow the ones you love, all on Flip. Check it out, flip.xyz, thanks so much. Josh, how you doing, man? Good, I've been thinking a lot about NFTs lately. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a bear market, right? Realistically, <laughs> it's a bear market. Not just for NFTs, just in general. So bear markets are for learning. They're not for trading. Let's be realistic here. Uh, so I was digging into Flow, the blockchain. Yeah. And I know all about it from like CryptoKitties, Dapper Labs, NBA Top Shot. But it just seems like it's so centralized that calling it a blockchain, calling it a cryptocurrency is like a disservice to <laughs> every other nft project that's on some other actual chain right yeah it's we're i think we're going to see a lot of this we're starting to see it now with helium helium wants to move to solana but i can envision a world where flow may eventually these these anything that's purpose-built like years ago or like specific like filecoin even right i don't know any of this stuff could theoretically just be a layer two yep on somebody somebody else's chain right and they adopt the security model of the underlying layer. That's what makes that's what makes the concept of layer one and layer two interesting to me. So well, you, you do need to be, you know, down with the sickness of the layer one, as in uh, you do have to agree with, you know, your your governing body effectively, right? If you're a layer two, but I think we're going to see more of that. I really do because a lot of these chains just have not so great uptime or security issues or just don't want to deal with you know creating their own ecosystem which i think is a good thing it's a good thing yeah. for everybody but yeah it's definitely a good thing that's the public utility of the security of the main chain is 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 a feature killer feature yeah we're starting to see that materialize not only like layer i, I think we're going to see like layer twos even like chain hop a little bit not even so much multi-chain but um I don't know, like the M&A thing in the crypto world, I think is going to be emulated via these layer one, layer two. You know, Zcash, another great example. For years, people have talked about 
Zcash just being an Ethereum sidechain, which is probably where it needs to live, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think I think we're going to see a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that. Um, and then the question becomes, OK, there's all these layer twos. Where does the value go? Does the value accrual go towards the layer one, or does it go in the layer two token? Is the layer two effectively a parasite? Like, where's the benefit for the layer one? You know what I mean? Yeah, you get enough layer two action going down and settling on the layer one. The layer one is still in a lot of demand. Um, but yeah, I think those are good questions. Good, good bear market talk. Speaking of bear market talk, and one of the members of the chat is upset with us about it. Um, this pitchfork, tell me about it. Yeah, so I've had this thing on both ETH and BTC. Look in a bear market, everything correlated. So ETH and BTC, realistically, roughly, look kind of the same. ETH clearly better, you know, near term as far as price action, yeah. right? ETH is up, what, 50% from the bottom still. Uh, 80%, okay, it's up 80% from the bottom. BTC, not so much, right? ETH hit, uh, what, almost 150% to be generous from the bottom. Um, but even still, ETH and BTC are both in this very strong downward channel where anybody can draw this, just literally pick three points. And you'll start to see these materialize, you know, as we as we make higher highs or lower lows, just in any any market. And then you can sort of figure out, okay, you draw this. So I drew this, I don't know, weeks ago. Like it doesn't really matter, but just for people who are seeing it for the first time, you're not really curve fitting so much as just seeing like where's the momentum you know so being still within this says that uh we are bearish until we're out of it right so you might yeah. you might be leaning bullish to neutral here as i am like i'm i'm on the i'm on the neutral side of the equation right now um but until we're out of this you really can't say we're bullish i'm feeling very very neutral Maybe I would even call it complacent, <laughs> which I don't know if that's good or bad, right? I mean, that, that's fine. You, you, the last thing you want to be doing in this market is overtrading every single economic data that's released around the world, every single headline. I mean, really, that's what markets are doing right now. They're just super hyper reactionary to literally anything in any country around the world. Um, Taiwan shoots down a drone. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like. Like, doesn't matter what the reality is, right? Today we saw Nord Stream 1 saying they're not going to uh, turn LNG back on or whatever Europe's going through. Like, everything's a mess. Everything's a complete mess. And when you're not beating to the, the march of your own drum, crypto isn't here, right? It's just following along all this stuff. Um, yeah, I do think... Very hard. I do think ETH looks way better than BTC. Like, look at this. This is disgusting. Like... This looks really, really bad to me, whereas yeah. ETH looks okay. The difference here between the two for me is definitely the 200-week um, moving average like you have up there. Now, BTC could morph into some Adam and Eve still. It could morph into some even inverted head and shoulders. Like It's got time, plenty of time to figure out what it's going to do when it grows up. But uh, it, there's no doubt that it looks worse, quote-unquote worse, than, than ETH does here. That makes sense, right? ETH has this event going on. Hopefully, I'm just sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. It's like it's like Terra and Doquan. Like <laughs> I'm just sick of hearing about it already. Like let's just get it over with. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Hopefully, it goes smoothly, and you know, it's in the it's in the rear view. But that's the difference maker here, right? Obviously, you know, 
ETH has this event, BTC does not. And ETH's event may be enough to just pull the entire market out of this uh, doldrum city that we're in, you know? Um, I hope so. I hope so. I'm not going to so. rule that out. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if we can get it done, but it's the only thing there is to do it because uh, BTC looks like it just wants to wash these lows to me. Um, ETH looks fine. Like, it doesn't look like it's threatening an equal bottom, whereas BTC is basically there. ETH BTC still looks incredibly good to me. You know, Nomad was giving me crap last week, I guess, or whenever we last recorded, for talking my bags and calling me an ETH maxi or something like that. But I'm not. I'm just looking at the freaking chart. It looks way better. What am I supposed to say? You know? You're better, you're better off holding ETH than BTC at this time. So... From a pure technical perspective, I don't care about your fundamentals, although those are better too right now. I'm just <laughs> cope all you want, no matter. Give me crap. What am I? What else am I supposed to do? Well, this is the this is the this is the issue, right? Will centralization for ETH matter? It'll matter eventually. It may not matter 90 days up past the merge. It may not matter 180 days past the merge. But you, we will have to pay the piper on ETH, or ETH will eventually with the centralization issues that are. 100% going to be a problem, you know. The Tornado Cash stuff is a great example, like we've already talked about, and many people have, of the issues with the, with centralization uh, regarding consensus and transactions and all that stuff. So, But in yeah. the near term, you're right. ETHBTC, that chart looks the best it's ever looked at this level, ever. It's never looked this good. Yeah, and that, That's not even, like, super compelling um, as far as, like, a chart pattern or anything trend, right? It's just at its highs again and just sitting here. I, you know the, I think it looks great. You know, the RIP mode of this, though, is to go to, like, 1,000 and 10,000 or something, you know, 0.1 ETH to BTC, but everything's wrecked and nobody cares. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're long, if you're literally long ETH BTC, then you're fine, right? You're still, yeah. you're still up. To some degree, you know, but if you're if you're uh, just in the USD side of things, then yeah, obviously, if if fiat dirty fiat is what you're paying attention to, yeah, it depends then, how you're denominating. Yeah, for sure. So on the USD side of the equation, and this pitchfork, uh, BTC and ETH, you've had them both, but. What's going to change your mind and say, like, all right, pitchfork's broken or the primary downtrend is broken and you feel a little optimistic? Well, it's got to get out of this. You know, it, uh, again, I didn't draw this, like, after any of this happened. This was drawn weeks ago. So this just tells me, yeah, the, the market is still very much aware that we're in this downward trend, you know, the hive mind of whoever's trading this. Uh, so until we buck this trend, it's, down is the expectation, you know, we may, we may slide out of this eventually, but until we're out of it, you can't say, oh yeah, we're bullish. Now we're fine. Not only that, we're so far away from the 200 day moving average, even still like that's the ultimate litmus test. Um, and then something else I'm watching is the, where is it on here? It's the, I'd be happy with it just to get back between the 200 week and the 200 day. Like that would give me more confidence in sideways. Like I'm not even talking about bullish trending, just <laughs> not dying. This is this is the big issue. The 20 the 20 week and the 200 week have never crossed ever, and it looks like they almost certainly will. Um, so the question is, 
what does that mean? Is that actually turbo bearish? I think it's terrible. I mean, where they are right now was basically the pico bottom of the last bear market. Right. If we look at, you know, the difference then and now is there was a clear pattern to get us out of this mess, right? Um, this was 2019. And then if we go all the way back to 2015, we had Wyckoff stuff here for a year, right? There's, there's plenty of reasons to uh, save ourselves. But I'm looking at the current price. I just... You know, you know what, though? We can get excited that if it bear crosses, when it bull crosses, we are that much more bullish of the recovery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's a silver lining. I'm trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bring that silver lighting in. That's fair, but it's just, that is not a good sign that we are uh, crossing on those MAs. Yeah. Hey, Legacy was looking okay this week until you're saying just before the show there's some news, I guess, in the last hour, hour and a half, and the market doesn't like it, and now the S&P's nuking, and maybe crypto is about to nuke too. Well, we had jobless claims on Thursday, we had non-farm payroll today, uh, and then we had this Nord Stream 1 news like minutes ago. Uh, so again, everything's just hyper-reactionary to every little metric or any, any news headline. Uh, the Nord Stream 1 stuff has been an issue for a long time. And uh, it, it isn't looking much better as far as energy in Europe. I don't know if any, anyone's listening to this who's in Europe, but uh, you know, they're dealing it looks with- looks terrible. They're dealing with catastrophic energy costs. So- Yeah, uh, you know. and that's across Europe, but most potent in Germany, is that right? I believe that's the case, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to bounce around, Chainlink looks okay. You know, if I, if I only pay attention to technicals for some of these charts, like Chainlink, I think the coin shouldn't exist, but I'll trade <laughs> it, right? Like this looks pretty good into October. I don't mean like today. I just mean it's not making lows. It's got like this triple bottom stuff. Um, Matic, I think, looks phenomenal here. It, um, Ooh, cloud action. It's getting ready to bust above the cloud. I would argue a cup and handle, even though the chart pattern maxis would tell me you can't have a cup and handle at the bottom of a trend. It's a continuation pattern, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. This looks like a cup and handle to me ish, right? It's close enough. Um, so I think this how, breaks a dollar. How dare you? <laughs> I think, I think this is good to break a dollar. Um, if it can hold the bull trend in Q4, uh, another one that's looked better and better is Adam, Adam, Adam. This is this is a complete non-chart version of it, but it's like on weekdays it's less weak, on strong days it's very strong, and you notice that over time when it's kind of in your top 10, 20 items in your watch list. And I've been noticing that. So technically, it's lining up. You're saying? Yeah, the technicals look good, and I still don't know enough about Adam on a fundamental level, like to really know what's going on here token-wise with the tokenomics, um, but. If I'm only looking at technicals, like this looks good. It's it's traveling through the cloud, right? It's setting itself up for bullishness. I like it. You can't say the same. To... If you look at Sol, right? If you look at Sol, that is not, uh, yeah. not the case. Okay? Not the same. If you look at AVAX, which had issues. With AVAX has some legal issues. Uh, not the case. You know, They may have their day in the sun eventually with, with BTC, but Sol and AVAX, not not so much right now. But yeah, Adam looks okay. Matic looks pretty good. ETH looks fine. You know, there's nothing that's yeah. compelling me to press the button right now. But 
Please look okay. The chat has agreed. There is consensus in the chat that Adam is cursed. Uh, I'm going to call him Mink in the chat. It says, when Adam is bullish, it's bearish. Which Those coins are always the worst. Like They're they're like the laggy bullishness, or they're, they're kind of run a little off kilter from the temperature of the rest of the market. And then you know it's like, oh, it's, that thing's pumping. Oh, no, we're about to nuke across the board. And Adam's been that way for a long time. I agree with that. Um, but the tech is good. I like the tech. The Adam tech is good. I don't know about the coin. I've never actually used the chain. I've well, already created it. I'm not saying I've used the chain either. I'm just saying I like the tech. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You talk about using chains. I only use one chain. <laughs> it's the Ethereum chain. Come on. All, all of the chains. Yeah. And this goes, this is funny because this goes back to the flow conversation. Like, why would you build a blockchain without EVM compatibility? I, I don't know. That boggles my mind. Well, I think it, because you want to set yourself apart, stand alone. And you don't, you're always early. derivative. You're always derivative to ETH if you commit to EVM. But it's just so crazy. Like we had the whole Top Shot stuff, and like there was this whole like contingent of thousands and thousands of people just like trading Top Shot. Uh, NBA Top Shot's an NFT for those who don't know. Um, and unlike CryptoKitties, where it was just like this flash in the pan at the top of a bull market, um, Top Shot stuff is still being highly traded. <laughs> Uh, and we're, we're not, we're in a bear market, right? Like you don't hear too much about that stuff unless you're in that, that world, but it's just like, it feels like there's an air gap between like that stuff and the rest of crypto. I don't know. Yeah. YX in the chat said, cause you don't have copy paste projects on your chain when you don't have AVM. And I'm not sure if that's bullish or bearish for your chain. Um, but yeah, when it's EVM, like everybody will just come launch like sushi contracts on your chain <laughs> you know, it's like which is the uniswap v1 contracts actually um and you know it does it's the network effects play a play a role so if you're looking for more organic uptake and slow and steady and whatnot then non-evm if it's a better system could be great if you want people to be able to deploy things that have been written and tested and trialed but maybe not optimized then evm can be helpful um i don't know well, it's undeniable that most of the money and activities on ETH. So if you're a project that's like, you know, a competitor, right? <laughs> it's to your advantage to be connected to that ecosystem. So you can effectively like be a blood such sucking leech on users, dollars, devs, right? Um, that can move to your chain. We've seen it with Polkadot. We've seen it with Avalanche. We've seen it with Cardano even. <laughs> like all these chains are adding EVM or starting with EVM compatibility yeah uh, for that reason somebody was mentioning yeah. G gmx do you know a lot about gmx yeah gmx has had kind of the best run of on-chain derivative stuff of anybody and the coin likes to go up it's one of those that's just performing outperforming in a time where nothing is outperforming very few coins kind of fit in that realm i've got some friends that love gmx i felt like i missed it so i've just been coping um, I even saw that triple, triple top kind of consolidation at the highs, and I was like, not, not buying. <laughs> Should have, again, but I haven't been. Um, but yeah, it's it's very popular. It's got good yield. Um, it's got some volatility muted liquidity options, uh, and the liquidity within their derivatives is very good. So people are pretty hyped about it. 
I've been told it's just a massive casino, but I don't know. I don't really know too much about it. Yeah, it probably is, but I don't know. And it also runs on both Avalanche and Arbitrum, and it's like I think one of the most active contracts or whatever within each. And um, it might be a massive casino, but that's what most trading platforms are. So the fact that it's got anybody using it is in itself very good for it. So yeah, it's it's fee it's fee mechanism too is really good. Um, there you can see it's earning quite a lot. So yeah, so we're back to Regarb. We're back to EOS running uh, dice games. On, like that's that's the level that we've reached. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's dice game. I think it's it's no. But let's be realistic. Let's call it spade a spade here. It's Bitmex on chain. <laughs> Which hey, is Bullish. fine. <laughs> I guess my qualm is like, does this have lasting potential? But you know, if you're trading it in the minute, in the day, what do you care? You know. Yeah. I don't know. Just let it let it be. Let sleeping dogs lie, as they say. Josh, is there anything exciting out there, or are we going to have one of these where we cut it short again? Well, you know what's exciting? If you're a DXY maxi, because because DXY that chart is mooning. Hit what is this? A new? I'm going to go to the monthly chart uh, just to see it. Yeah. It's just insane. What a run! I mean, Let's give it up. Give it up for the dollar. Are you trying to get us to lose listeners? Uh, it's a yeah. crazy, like, you just have to admire the beauty that uh, that is, you know, just from a technical yeah. perspective. Daily, I mean, it, this dip got eaten up. We talked about how it could still be comfortable 100 to 103, and I didn't even dream of it. Weekly, new highs. I wonder if there's RSI. Yeah, still building bear divs, but that doesn't mean it's going to go down. And that monthly, as you pointed out, I'm just showing the candled version of your ridiculous line charts. Well, this Look, is going to be like that oil chart from like uh, 2017 or whatever, where it has like a year long bear div. And yeah, finally... it's like just keeps going. Yeah. 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 I mean, it looks like it wants to go to 120 to me, just looking at previous levels. 120? Yeah. Oh, boy. That'd break things. Yeah, it's just hard to do well in anything that pairs against the dollar when the dollar strength is like this, you know. Yeah. Now think about it in this turn in this capacity. This makes it craziest to me, where you've got inflation in dollar terms. So let's say you've got ten percent inflation on your thing of choice. Then the dollar is kicking every currency's butt. So if you're in one of the countries, let's take the euro, where it's down like 20% relative to the dollar and cost of goods are 10% higher just in dollar terms. Like you're getting turbo wrecked. And um, that's in addition to energy. That's not like just their natural gas problems. That's just a, that's just one of them emphasized. But even if you go to regular stuff like food for dollar exported stuff, just real nasty. So it's going to wreak havoc on the rest of the world. Yeah, so it's a definite wrecking ball for sure. Yeah. So Dixie, uh, Dixie looking pretty, pretty good. Dixie, Dixie Maxis. <laughs> Dollar, dirty Fiat Maxis doing dirty, extremely dirty. well. Yeah. Um, when I look at the S and P on a monthly, it also just looks like it's 
like kind of out of momentum on this little run that it had. Um, it could go sideways, could do all kinds of things, but I don't, I don't love that monthly that just closed. So that's that's a pretty ugly close that we had there a couple days ago, where it just went right into that twenty month and then closed at the lows of the month for August, and then we'll see what happens this month. But I don't expect it to be anything particularly good. Yeah, and gold uh, looks like junk as well, surprisingly. <laughs> Or unsurprisingly, I don't know. You'd think gold would do well at inflation times, but... Uh, well, not with the way that dollar and rates are going. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just LARPing as a as a chartist, right? I don't know anything. Yeah. Cro but, the cross... Some Someone put in the cross-currency basket relative to the dollar, and it's also struggles when yields are doing well, which yields have also made what it looks like a pretty bullish breakout to me. If I go... Uh, they eased off a little bit, but if I go to the weekly, the 30-year uh, yield is like just sitting there at this long-term level, 3.3%, 3 3.4, uh, 3.2 for the 10, also multi-year level, like right in 2018 before the dump, that's about where it was. And then the two years broken out, little reversal candle this week, if that means anything, but you know, retraced everything that happened since 2018. So all of those are long-term, like 20 and 30 year trends that are broken. So hard to deny that. Yeah, there's no uh, textbook about what's going on now. You know, we could say it's no, stagflation. We can say, I don't know. We can say it's a recession, but with like every little thing that's going on around the world, yeah, it's just. I think it's stagflation. I think is the most clear outcome. Personally, I think that's it's applicable for sure. But that yeah. on top of like energy crisis and well, I guess there was an energy crisis during the last stagflation period, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that was, uh, was Carter, maybe. I don't yeah, seventies. Don't, don't ask me. What do I know? I just I'm a crypto bro. Okay. Yeah, you know, we're just trying. We're just trying to stay alive out here. Time to be patient. Still yeah, I mean, time. Still time to be patient. This, you know, it's Dixie Daily. Back to the Dixie. This is the cloud I want to trade. Right. I mean, this is the dream trade. If you're looking for playing that trend. A trend. Um, Look at that. There's a perfect Keijian bounce at the bottom. It's super clean, all over the place. And we had talked about this months and months ago about this weekly inverted head and shoulders. Anyway. It's just like, this is the type of trade you want to take in crypto or wherever. If, if you want to buy that bounce, rather, or buy the dip. Yeah, the dip on the DXY <laughs> is levels off. Could go to back to 100, you know, but we are so far away from that at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, it should make for a good trade for crypto whenever it does ease off. It's just trying to predict it when it will ease off or if it'll go to if it'll go another 10 15 percent before it does you know that's the hard part but there'll be a good trade for crypto in that if you want to knife catch the dollar reversal trade we got to i mean our the upside we had was during that previous reversal there that you can hardly see on that chart you've got up but it was several weeks of dollar consolidation and crypto did pretty well so if you can time those then you can do well if you find the macro turn and you can do very very well but it's 
all I know, man. That's all I got. I don't have very much. People liked the last 30-minute show we did, and I feel like in a bear market, we might not want to overextend ourselves when there's not that much to say. you have anything you want to close with? No, that's fair. I mean, it's the same thing. We cover week, right? Yeah. Dollar strength, crypto neutrality, slash weakness, slash bearishness, waiting for the merge. Yep. As Karen in California says, hope everyone has a nice long weekend. Thanks, Karen, and everyone else for being here in the chat. We appreciate you very much. Enjoy your Labor Day if you're here in America. Otherwise, enjoy Monday without U.S. markets open. We'll catch you next time. Like and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Thanks so much.